You Can Handle Anything, episode number 348. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments of your life. But I also know that life is a collection of moments, and the key to breaking free from automatic reactions lies in recognizing that in any given moment, you possess the power to choose your responses. Unfortunately, many people aren't equipped with the knowledge to utilize this inner strength to make deliberate choices in the face of challenges. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday triggers we all face, and I'll share with you the tools and strategies I developed to empower you in cultivating a healthy and adaptive approach to life's challenges. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today is the day after Christmas when this episode is being published. And if you celebrate Christmas, I hope that you created beautiful and memorable moments with the people in your life. And to those of you who weren't able to celebrate because of unexpected circumstances like the weather or like COVID, I am so glad that you were able to get unstuck from those situations that you have no control over and that you were able to create alternative plans where you can still celebrate together at another time. I really, really loved hearing from some of my students who were given that opportunity to turn obstacles into opportunities. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about when people forgive you because it is such an amazing thing when people forgive you. I mean, it really, really is. It's like there is no better feeling in the world than when someone forgives you. Now, unfortunately, we don't really have much control over whether people forgive us or not, but when they do, it really is a moment to cherish. And it's a moment to really recognize the power of that exchange, so that when you are given the opportunity to forgive someone else, you can remember how good it feels to be forgiven. So let me share a quick story with you. This just happened a couple of weeks ago. I was in prayer services on Saturday morning, and I walked out at one point to go to the bathroom. And when I did, I saw a friend of mine, another member of the kibbutz, consoling his two-year-old son. And what happened was this little boy several times that morning was trying to come into the prayer service while sitting on his little plastic bike. Now, just to give you some context, I live on a kibbutz in Israel where everything is pretty low-key, pretty easygoing, pretty casual, and that includes the prayer services. And by that, I mean how people dress and how much noise the kids make, and letting kids, you know, have snacks during the service, all of that. It's very casual. But the one rule that we have, well, there might be more than one rule, but one rule that we have is that kids don't come into the prayer service on their bikes, but they can ride their bikes just outside of the prayer service, and lots of kids do that. And so what happened was this little kid was coming into the prayer room on his bike, And his father, you know, would say, you know, you know, point to him or tell him he has to go out and the kid would, and then he would come back in again. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. And at one point, the father just picked him up and took him outside and sat down with him and tried to explain to him why he wasn't allowed to come into that room on his bike. 
And the little boy was not interested in hearing this from his dad. He just wanted to go in with his bike and he started having a tantrum. He was like screaming and screaming and the dad was trying to calm him down by explaining to him that he's not allowed to do that. And that's when I had come out side to go to the bathroom. And I noticed what was going on and I kept to my own business. But after another moment, when I kept walking, I was thinking to myself, you know, if the father just understood that all this kid wants right now in this moment is to be validated, like, yeah, it's really hard that you can't go in on your bike. That's really frustrating. I understand that. If the dad could just understand that, then I bet the boy would calm down so much quicker. And if you're familiar with any of my tools, you will know that we always manage our emotions first before managing our thoughts, because you can't think rationally when you're feeling emotional. And so I took a few steps backward and very gently, I said to my friend, can I give you a parenting tip? This was in the moment that the kid was tantruming, right? And my friend looked at me and said, yeah, now, now's not a great time, maybe later. And in that moment, I got stuck, not necessarily in a bad way, but I got stuck on desire. Desire is a feeling that we all get stuck on so often throughout our days, we don't even realize it. And for me in that moment, what desire looked like was desire to quickly tell him, tell my friend, right, my advice. And I didn't see it in the moment that I was stuck on desire. Now I see it, but I didn't see it in the moment. And so despite the fact that he said to me, you know, now's not a great time, I insisted on telling him what was on my mind. And so I said, let me just tell you quickly that if you just ask him what he's feeling and you just kind of hold space for him to feel that, I bet he's going to calm down pretty quickly. <laughs> like what chutzpah I had, right? Because he said no. And I insisted to tell him anyway. But again, it didn't come from a bad place. It came from a place of love and wanting to help out a friend. But it also came from being stuck on desire. And if something like this were to happen again in the future, I likely wouldn't act on that desire because now I can see things more clearly. But anyway, later that evening, I was thinking about what I did and I realized I made a mistake. And so I left a message for my friend. And the message went something like, I want to apologize for offering unsolicited advice when it wasn't requested. And then I went on to explain that this whole idea of letting yourself feel your feelings or supporting, you know, the child to do that wasn't something I learned growing up. And it wasn't something I even knew about when it came to parenting, right? And that I just wanted to offer that to him. But again, that I realized the timing wasn't right. And he told me, he, he, you know, he wasn't even interested in that moment. And maybe I'm not even right. Like, who am I to, you know, offer this advice? And his response was this. Thank you for your message. Yeah, it really wasn't the right time. We are well aware of acknowledging feelings. We actually took a parenting course and that was a big part of it. As our son gets older, we find that he responds really well to explanations. So we've tended more towards that recently. That's a way of respectful parenting as well. But I'm glad for the reminder of getting back to the basics and just acknowledging his feelings and letting him cry. 
At the moment, my main goal was to get him to a quiet place on our own so he could have a safe place to cry. That was his response. So kind, right? It was so kind. He wasn't mad at me, or at least he didn't seem mad. And it was just thoughtful. And I still wanted to make sure that he understood I was apologizing. Because sometimes, you know, when we leave voice messages to people and the message can get long, sometimes the message that you want to send over or like the main point of your message, it doesn't always get to the other person because the other person is picking up on other things. So I left another quick message thanking him for his thoughtful response back to me and reminding him that I really am sorry for what I did. And his response was, yeah, yeah, no hard feelings at all. You are forgiven. And he put a smile emoji face next to that. And that was it. He didn't hold a grudge and he wasn't holding on to being mad at me. And the next time I see him, most likely it's going to be as if nothing happened. Do you understand what a gift that is, my friend? Because it doesn't always work out that way. He totally could have held on to resentment and he could have kept his distance from me, right? And that could have lasted for days, weeks, months, even years. As a coach, I am very aware of things happening in friendships and in families that last for a long time. And, you know, here I was totally forgiven. He let it go. He dropped it. He moved on. Now, again, as I mentioned in the beginning, we don't always have control over whether people forgive us or not. In fact, I was just talking to someone who told me that he hadn't spoken to two of his siblings for over 10 years. And according to you know his side of the story, he tried to reconcile things, but the siblings didn't want to. And you know, I'm living here in Israel. We're in the middle of a war. There's over 100 people being held hostage in Gaza. And I can't stop to think, if brothers and sisters cannot forgive one another and move on, if husband and wife, if two friends, if parent and child, if we can't do this, how are we going to expect countries to be able to do this? Honestly, it's something I think about a lot. And it's probably why I continue doing the work that I do in the world, because I believe it is this work of self-awareness, of knowing how to get unstuck, of knowing how to live your life deliberately, that will change the world one moment at a time. The more people who are on board with doing this, the more people who are willing to be honest with themselves and step up to the plate to stop blaming other people and stop judging other people, but are really willing to look at who they are being and create change from that place, the world will just naturally become a better place. Unfortunately, you know, this doesn't sound very sexy. It's like a lot sexier to be holding on to hate, for example, but If each of us can just start by looking at ourselves, I promise you it will have a ripple effect in the world. And I say this from my own personal experience and because of the stories that I hear from my students. And that's why I lead challenges throughout the year to offer you an opportunity to stop, to reflect on your life and to see where you might want to start stepping up to the plate a little bit more in your life. So starting on Monday, January 15th, 2024, I will be leading a four-day challenge called Move Past Grudges. 
And this is going to offer you a chance to reflect upon one area of your life where you may be holding on to a grudge and learn simple steps that you can take to release it so you can reclaim your energy for loving and for living. Being forgiven is an amazing feeling, but forgiving someone else may be even more powerful. And I want to encourage you to sign up to join me in the live sessions or catch the replays if you can't be there live, invite a friend to join you, and start this powerful journey of transformation with me. I will say that most of my students who have enrolled in my six-week live program and who are inside of my Living Deliberately membership, they've started off by participating in one of my challenges because it's that live experience that gives you a really good feel for what this work is all about and how I can help you live a better life. So I'm going to leave a link below in the show notes, or you can sign up via my website, shiragora.com. If you are on my newsletter, stay tuned, watch for the emails, and you'll be able to sign up that way as well. Okay, my dear friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week and rest of 2023. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the You Can Handle Anything podcast. If you're eager to break free from the automatic reactions that you have to the triggers that you face in your life, then you don't want to miss out on my upcoming live workshop experience called The Power to Choose. Break free from the triggers that rule your emotions. Over six weeks, I'll serve as your mentor, leading you through a step-by-step journey with hands-on guidance and a powerful set of practical tools. These tools are designed to equip you with the ability to respond to life's triggers in a simple, powerful, and healthy way. Secure your spot now by heading over to my website, shiragura.com, or clicking on the link below in the show notes to join the waitlist and be among the first to receive updates when the doors to this live experience open next. I'm excited to meet you, and I look forward to embarking on this journey of transformation together with you soon.